Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and this is your news and thoughts for February 13th at 2021. It's Saturday, and yesterday Rock explained he wants to provide a reincarnation of the XFL. People were talking to him about the, the young Rock. His uh, NBC TV show that I believe starts next week. And he got to talking about the XFL. A lot of people were asking him about that. And he said it was almost selfish of him or a dream of his that he played at the University of Miami. He had an injury and his NFL dreams were basically dashed when Warren Sapp took his job. But if the XFL would have been around when The Rock was graduating and coming out, he might not have gotten drafted by the NFL, but he is almost positive an XFL team would have gave him a shot. And he would have gotten to continue his football dreams. And he said, who knows, I possibly could have played well enough in the XFL to gather some interest from the NFL. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to make the league stable, and he wants to give those guys that were just like him, that have athletic talent, but maybe have gotten hurt in their senior year, or they've gotten hurt at the combine, and people don't want to take a chance on them. Well, they can go to the XFL, prove their worth, and go to the NFL. Or he even mentioned kids maybe at small schools where the NFL doesn't really get a chance to see them. This is going to provide them with another opportunity, not only to play, but maybe to catch the eye of the NFL. And he said, you know, with his partner and ex-wife, Danny Garcia, they are fully committed to the XFL. Now, we saw last night where the women's tag team champs showed up on SmackDown to confront Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. 
I'm not sure why. Last time I checked, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair aren't a tag team. So I don't know why they showed up to confront them. Other than to get them to be a tag team and take them on. However, Nia Jax wasn't happy about her whole taking center stage again. Um, she tweeted this. Um, she put in all capital letters with the clip of them confronting Sasha and Bianca and Sasha making fun of her and showing the video and everything. She put in all capital letters, this is why we don't come to Friday nights. Well, I don't think that's the only reason why you don't come to Friday nights, but um, I can understand that if they're going to make fun of you and end up taking advantage of you and maybe taking your tag team titles, you may not want to come to Friday nights. Now, on the Mask Man Show, which is a podcast, former WWE writer Brian Gerwitz talked about how Vince McMahon felt about turning John Cena heel. We talked yesterday about Jim Cornette thinking that John Cena would have been a Ric Flair tier heel that he could have been absolutely awesome. Told you, I kind of agree with that. But he said that McMahon had no intentions of ever turning John Cena heel. As Vince looked at him as the standard bearer for WWE. And Brian said there were so many pitches throughout the years that people said this is the perfect time to turn John Cena heel. This is the perfect time to turn John Cena heel. And every time Vince told them no. And he said, in fact, now Vince McMahon is glad he never listened to anybody. That he never turned John Cena heel. And that he has been a babyface his whole career. And that kids that saw him, you know, at 10 or at 8, that are now 30, still believe in the babyface, John Cena, and of course follow him. You know, in the Marvel series, the Peacemakers that he's making, or the Suicide Squads, excuse me, and and everything like that, that he has kept his babyface persona. Now on Tomba's uh, Island, which is a podcast that Tomba Tonga does, he went all out. Uh, he is, um, I, I hope it's a work. I hope he's joking. However, having seen him cut the promo on New Japan, having seen him, you know, put it out on Twitter 
And then hearing him on his podcast, I think he may be shooting. Um, he does not like Kenny Omega. I don't know if he ever liked Kenny Omega because I didn't really follow Kenny Omega and Tama Tonga's relationship, whether they were both members of the Bullet Club, but I don't know that they got along. But anyway, on his podcast, Tama Tonga said that Kenny Omega is simply using Kenta to stay in the spotlight. He called Omega a spotlight whore. And he said that he knows Kenta's true intentions. Kenta is there for one reason and one reason only. And it is John Moxley. Tomba said Kenta wants that belt. And that's why he has shown up on AEW. And that is why he cannot wait for February 26th on New Japan Strong when Moxley takes on Kenta. Uh, Thomas said Kenta is not there to help Kenny Omega in any way, shape, or form with what he is doing with Impact Wrestling or the Good Brothers or the Bullet Club or anything like that. He is there for one reason, and that's Moxley. Finn Balor talked about he would like for WWE to work with other pro wrestling companies. He's been watching what's been happening with AEW Impact and New Japan and New Japan Strong and everybody else. And he said that, you know, he really would like WWE to work with another company, most notably New Japan. Finn Balor loved his time in New Japan. He really did. He was Prince Devitt. He was the leader of the Bullet Club. He had great success over there. But he enjoyed those matches, how they told the story, them creating that faction, and everything about it. And Honestly, he said, I would really like there to be an open borders policy between the wrestling companies, but he said he doesn't think that that has even a chance of happening right now. He said maybe in the future or something like that, but he said that, you know, there are so many good wrestlers that they could create dream matches, dream interpromotional pay-per-views that would blow fans' minds. CM Punk, he cracks me up. He held a Q&A session on Twitter, which if you follow CM Punk, you're there at the right moment. He'll say, uh, I got a half an hour, I'm, um, waiting to get my hair cut, or I'm, I'm sitting in an airport, or I'm stuck in traffic, or whatever. And he'll do a question and answer session on Twitter, where he just answers a variety of questions. Well, he did that the other day, and one fan asked, in AEW, who would you like to work with if, and they put that in all capital letters, you 
would work with AEW. He named Will Hobbs, Darby Allen, Brian Pillman Jr., Ricky Starks, and Jungle Boy. Notice all of them are under 30. They are the young superstars of AEW. He added that there were probably more, but those are the top five that he could just pull, you know, right off his head. And I think that that's interesting that he wants to work with the younger ones. It It, it isn't the AEW superstars. He doesn't want to take on Kenny Omega and it be, you know, a dream match for everybody. He doesn't. He wants to work with the young guys. And I think that's pretty awesome. Owen Spencer Love of Love Wrestling. Chelsea Green talked to him and said she's been wrestling six years. She feels like she's a veteran now and that everybody kind of knows her character. I heard that and was like, what? Number one, I had no clue that she had been wrestling six years. I I don't know with different injuries and the amount of time I've seen her that I do know her character. But anyway, she said that people knew her character and she wants people to know the real person behind the character. Well, due to her not being on TV, due to her being injured and everything, I see her social media posts of her in her bikinis and lingerie and all of that. I feel like I know that person. I feel like I've seen more of her body than I want to. Um, I don't know that I need to know the person behind the character unless she's going to reveal, you know, something about her other than her in a bathing suit. I'd kind of like to get to know her character. I'd kind of like for her to heal up and actually get on TV so I could get to know her. I'm looking forward to, I'm hoping that she will be on Matt Cardona's podcast starting on Thursday, February 17th or 18th. He's going to be starting a new podcast, and I'm kind of hoping that maybe she'll drop in and maybe there. I'll get to know her. Now, this hit the fan basically yesterday. Um, It was too late for me to put into news and thoughts yesterday. I need to research this more, and I'm just going to be really honest with you. Because I don't remember this. I was young, and... I don't even know if I had even remember it. I don't even know if I was into wrestling then. It may have been a point where I wasn't watching or I didn't understand or, you know, I wasn't paying attention to the news or whatever. But um, the 1992 Ring Boy Scandal came back up after Tom Cole, who was the accuser in the scandal, recently committed suicide. In this scandal, he said 
that he was groomed, that he was sexually abused and molested by the WWE Director of Wrestling Operations at that time, Terry Garvin, um, ring announcer Mel Phillips, and Pat Patterson. All of them were accused of the sexual misconduct conduct by Tom Ford. Or Tom Cole, excuse me. Um, this sex scandal was even covered in 1992 on the Phil Donahue show. So I guess it was kind of widely known. Um, all of them resigned and left the WWE. There were rumors that WWE paid the Cole family and did some kind of settlement with them or something. Um, David Bickspan, Bickenspan, who is a journalist, wrote an article in October on Business Insiders and yesterday tweeted that Tom Cole never changed his story. Not once. In all of these years, never changed his story. He said at certain points he would quit talking about it, or at certain points he may not go into the details depending on how comfortable he was with whoever he was talking to. But he said his story never changed. Now, like I said, all of the accusers resigned. However, Pat Patterson later did return to the WWE. As many of you know, he has since passed away. And they gave him a big big uh, memoriam and, and talked about how all of the wrestlers that he has helped throughout his life. Lee Cole, who is Tom Cole's brother, has vowed now to do anything he legally can against WWE. He feels like they are responsible for his brother's suicide because his brother never could get over it or get through it. So uh, we're going to have to kind of wait and see what that uh, happens. And I, like I said, need to dig a little more into this, find out about it, maybe do a special episode on it if it intrigues me enough. I'm not sure. But I wish they'd do a dark side of the ring on it. Uh, they do so s- such a good job. But anyway, um, I wanted to let you guys know that that was happening. Um, Dolph Ziggler came out and said, uh, you know, if they could just have 50 fans in the Thunderdome, live fans that move, yell, scream, he said it would be mind-blowing. He said it's been almost a year since they saw any real live fans, and he said, I can't wait for WrestleMania where we're actually going to get um, some fans. Finn Balor uh, in Bleacher Report, when he was talking to to them, uh, he talked about the current situation of the Bullet Club. 
and he said he's been following it. He he started the Bullet Club. He was the leader, first leader of the Bullet Club with Prince Devitt, like I said earlier. And he said that they stood the test of time. And he credits the members that came after him, you know, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, uh, Tomatonga, uh, AJ Styles. And he said it has changed a little bit throughout the years, but the faction still stands and that it is a part of New Japan now. Um... I have to mention this. I know a lot of you will probably write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com and tell me she's not a wrestler anymore. Okay, I know that. Um, she is under WWE contract still. She is under um, WWE with Fox contract still. She is also, from what I understand, still... Um, going to doctors and trying to get cleared to get back into the ring. I look for when her WWE contract runs out. Unless they throw a boatload of money at her to resign, which I don't think they will because of her neck issues. I look for Paige to get cleared by a doctor and be in the wrestling ring for another promotion. After her contract runs out. I really do. So I wanted to make you guys aware of this. Um, I think all of you know that Paige has been dating Ronnie Racky uh, for years now. Um, I would say three or four years, I think. I don't know. He's the lead singer for Falling in Reverse, which is a band. And... They came out with a new song. They have Paige in the music video. She put it out on social media. It, I believe, is also on YouTube. But you can go to her Instagram page and the video is there. It is fascinating. Um, Paige, Paige plays kind of Paige. Um... She is the lover of Ronnie Ratke in the music video. And it is creepy yet fascinating. It's called I'm Not a Vampire. And it is almost Frankensteinian-like. Where you see a mob coming to Ronnie Ratke and Paige's um, house to get him because they believe that he is a vampire. And Paige um, standing by him. You really need to watch this video. It It is a very, very interesting video. I... I, I like it. I have watched it several times. And the song, it's not bad at all. Um, Smackdown ratings for last night. They dropped. Um, and that's, you know, not a big surprise if you guys listen to my Smackdown results and thoughts. Um, just felt like the 
show wasn't, it didn't flow. It wasn't put together, you know, where it transitioned really well. Um, and I think that shows in the viewers. Uh, they had 1.88 million viewers last night. And, of course, last week they had 2 million point twelve viewers. And I think part of the problem, they didn't promote any matches for this show. None. Um, on Friday, it may have started Thursday night, but I think I saw it on Friday morning. They put out that Roman Reigns was going to make a shocking announcement. And that is it. They did not, like I said, put any matches out. None. Um, they didn't promote anything else. They didn't promote that, you know, Nia and Shayna were, were coming to, uh, SmackDown. They, they didn't promote anything. And so, I think that is also an issue. Roman making a shocking announcement. Roman makes announcements all the time. He is boring me to death with his announcements. Most of his announcements are decrees that he doesn't want to do something. So, it's just getting boring. They need to start possibly promoting some matches. The last news item that you guys may be interested in. John Moxley is fighting Harry Smith at Bloodsport 5 on February 20th. And Moxley put out a promotional video for this match and said, I'm going to rip his head off and put it on my wall. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, I need to watch that. <laughs> now, I caught highlights of Bloodsport 4, which was this past weekend, which was February 13th. Um, I was watching the Impact Wrestling, so I didn't actually get to watch uh, Bloodsport 4. I may have to look around and see if I can find it. They said it was really good. Jeff Cobb was on it. Uh, for those of you who have never watched Bloodsport, it is really fighting. It is not wrestling. Uh, John Moxley was on Bloodsport 3. Um, they, I'm trying to think who they had. They had a, a women's match. And on Bloodsport 3, that was absolutely unbelievable. Um, they are going to obviously bleed, and um, people's arms have been broken, legs. It is fighting. It is at an undisclosed location in L.A., and it is filmed gritty style. And it is like Fight Club. And I... Cannot wait for John Moxley to fight Harry Smith. There were rumors that he was going to fight Davy Boy Smith Jr., but last I heard, Davy Boy was still in England. So um, he said he was fighting Harry Smith. So I think whoever Moxley fights, his statement stands. He's going to try to rip their head off and put it on his wall. I don't know that Rene Paquette will let him, but we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, that's your uh, news and thoughts for Saturday, and I will be talking to you guys soon. 
and uh, I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who are always in the know. For the ones who keep things running. For the innovators and the problem solvers. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Experienced staff at local branches and free access to experts to help answer your toughest questions. So whatever challenge you face, we have the knowledge and products to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.